Fans, friends, family, welcome back to Top Shelf, the LA Guiltinis podcast. We are joined by one of my favorite people on the Guiltinis, one of our best players, a team leader, all-around legend, DTH Vandemerva. How are you doing today, sir? Yeah, I'm good. Um, glad to be on, on the show, I guess. Um, <laughs> lucky enough to get the nod. But uh, yeah, ready to get stuck into it. I love it. Yes, you definitely got the nod. This is a, a, a no-brainer. Uh, absolutely, it's great to have you. So uh, just, just jumping right from the jump, um, you were born in South Africa and then moved to Canada when you were 17, if, that's, yeah. if I got that right. Uh, played in Canada for Saracens FC for a little bit before going to Glasgow, playing for the Warriors. Uh, also played for the Scarlets in Scotland. Uh, 61 caps for the Canadian team. Yeah. I think that's current. I think that's up to, up to date. Uh, and without a doubt, one of the most explosive players in MLR and really probably of the last you know, 10 or 15 years or so in rugby. So uh, with all of that being said, uh, how are you feeling right now? Because before we started this, you're up in here on crutches and, and you're coming off an injury. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm all right. Um, obviously, yeah, injuries is always a tough thing to deal with. Um, I think the good thing about the MLR is obviously the off season is so long, and um, you know, you, especially at my age, it's no no secret I've been, I've been around for a while. But um, having that six months or five six months of of no games, it really gives you time to you know recuperate and get the body right. So um, yeah, I've, unfortunately, if Unfortunately, I've had the time to get the surgery, a couple of surgeries on my knee, mm-hmm. uh, but also, you know, it's never nice to go through those things. It's yeah. quite a, quite a tough thing. But uh, I'm on the mend and slowly progressing. Absolutely, and like you mentioned, you know, I think I'm relatively new to rugby, and the first thing I noticed was like just the violence of the sport, and how fast you guys move, how, how, how a part of the game that is. What would you say to other rugby players out there who are maybe? maybe not surgery, but going through injuries, like you mentioned, it's kind of a rough road to get back. What kind of mentally kind of keeps you on track as you're doing all this Yeah, stuff? you've got to prepare yourself mentally, definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, like, I've had a lot of injuries of my career, a lot of surgeries. Um, so it does come a bit easier once, mm-hmm. you know, once I get the surgery, I know what it takes to recover and, and know how to do my rehab and get back on the field because ultimately that's all we want to do. Um, but it's also not a, you know, you've got to make a point of it's not a, something to be ashamed of to ask for help like it is mentally it's just as hard as physically the work that you do physically you know you get put through a program by your strength and conditioning coaches your um, um your physios and so on so you know that stuff's easy it's more the stuff when you go home and it's you know you have pain and you've got just time on of lying down and you know you got to ask for help and all these things so um i think that's probably a big thing about injuries is that, that players don't always you know pay attention to and i think there's in rugby now, there's a lot of organizations out there that um, will help you speak about these these um, mental struggles, I guess. And uh, um, but yeah, for any I guess for any young people or anyone new getting you know big operations, just you know feel confident that you can also reach out to uh, some of these ex- um, these uh, programs like. Um, there's a thing in the UK called Loose Heads, mm-hmm. um, which is big on mental health. And that's mental health, when it, whether you leave rugby and you can't find a job in that transition or whether it's through injuries or through concussion. There is these programs out there. So I would just you know encourage people to reach out and speak to your teammates, speak to your friends, your coaches, and uh, the staff around you because everyone wants there to help you. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. I think a lot of people see folks on a crutch 
and they think, oh man, their knee must really be bothering them, mm. without even considering that whole mental piece to it. And yeah. I remember last season you were a huge advocate for mental health awareness yeah. and, and kind of, like you said, removing the stigma from it, right? Yeah. Just being comfortable talking exactly. about it is a big deal. Yeah, like, like I said, I've had a lot of surgeries and by far this has been the most painful mm. and mentally challenged thing I've ever gone through in my whole career. Um, just, I don't know whether it's just because it's my knee and, mm. and you're being on crutches and, you know, you, that you can't lift my leg onto the couch for the first week because it's completely switched off and constantly asking for help from the wife and the kids and so on. So, um, you know, even at my tender age, <laughs> uh, I'm still asking for help and I'm, and I'm still fighting these little demons yeah. uh, that comes with it. But um, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Like I just, I'm quite open about it. I, I tell people around me that I'm struggling and, and I've had a good support network with, you know, obviously my wife and my family, and but also... Uh, my teammates said people have asked how you're doing and mm. you know when I've you know maybe a week two weeks ago I said listen you know, I'm really struggling yeah. and even now still people are like how are you doing I'm like well you know I'm more clear-minded now yeah. so um, you can see those changes you know and people can see it in you as well yeah. they can see the way you you smile or the way your eyes light up when you see them and stuff um, so just yeah speak about it, I guess is yeah. the big thing for me that's awesome man and, and that's a, a really nice kind of segue um, into, you know, you mentioned not your family, of course, a big deal, but having coaches, physios, teammates, just kind of here, you know, the Giltini family, if you want to call it that. What do you think, coming off last season, historic season, championship, you're the tri-scoring tri leader in the league, a lot of really cool stuff happening. What do you think it is about this group of guys and this, and this team that sticks out to you? You've had an incredible career playing all over the world. What do you think, that, what, what's different about this group? What, what makes this group make yeah. you feel comfortable to go talk about where you're at and how you're feeling and that kind of stuff? Uh, it's really tough to put you know, my finger on one, yeah. one specific thing, but like I have spoken to my wife about this and we've, you know, we've been to you know, Saracens together, we went to Glasgow, Scarlets, Newcastle, um, obviously with the Canadian team. Mm -hmm. So we've been around a few teams, but I think coming in here and we, we had to create our own culture we had to find what it means to be a LA Guiltini, mm. um, you know, and I guess the biggest thing is, well, no, nobody can see, but these posters <laughs> behind us right. says love and attitude for LA, you know, it, it really sums up what this team is about. I think that's kind of, you can come up with all these kind of, I guess, key words, yeah. but it doesn't always, you know, relate to the person when you come into a, a new environment, whereas this environment, we're all brand new, we all decided on what we want to stand for. Mm. Um, and then sort of from the love side of it, like our families was just a part of it. Like for me, like I've been to Glasgow as an amazing family club. Mm. Um, the Scarlet's the same thing. Mm. And, um, and I always thought, oh wow, we have it really good with, with the way those clubs have, have been with our families and the coaches like interact with our families yeah. and there's a game day box and all that stuff. But coming to LA, there's, it's a completely different level. Um, having my kids run around in our training environment, um, having everyone's kids running around in the training environment. Before a game, they're welcome here. We go on the bus, we leave before, we can say bye to our families right here at, at our HQ. Um, our wives get to work out in the same environment that we're in on our days off. Like, there's just all these little things, all these things make it a massive pile of like positive, um, I guess, noise that comes yeah, from LA. Vibes. Yeah, yeah. Good, great <laughs> yeah. vibes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't put it on one specific thing. I just think, um, you know, Haas and Hoylesey and DC um, last year, just they put this thing together, probably the hardest time to ever to put something together right. in COVID, during COVID, all the different rules and regulations. But 
we had so much fun as a team um, on and off the field. There was so much organized off the field, you know, through Billy and, mm -hmm. and Pongo and so on. So, yeah, we just had a lot of fun. And I think it kind of reverts me back to when I speak to kids and yeah. parents that ask me, how, how do I get my kid into rugby? How are they going to get better? And I, you know, obviously depending on the age, but with young kids, I'm always just like, as long as I can see your teeth and you're smiling, I know you're having, yeah. you're, you know, when you're having fun, you're with your mates, you'll keep coming back and you'll progressively get better because your coaches will then take care of that. Yeah. There's no easy, you know, answer to getting to the right. top. Like, as long as you're having fun and you work hard, then you'll get there. Yeah. So. All of that is sort of oh, that's great. my pinnacle of LA, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's a great answer. And yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think having, not, not even being on the team, but just working mm. at HQ, having everybody's kids, it changes the, mm. the vibe, you know, it changes the yeah. atmosphere and it brings this level of fun and almost like innocence to the game, yeah. which is just super cool. And plus, some of, I, I'm not sure if it was your kids, but some kids taught me the basics of cricket. So like, <laughs> I'm learning things, you know, I'm feeling like I'm growing, so everything, everything's great. Um, yeah. And then more, I guess, <clears throat> looking again at last year on the field, you know, we have all that stuff that you just mentioned, which I think was pretty clear when we watched our team play. You know, talk about seeing teeth. We score a try. Every Giltini's in the try zone, yeah. you know, with a, with a smile on their yeah. face doing it. What do you think, beyond that kind of team camaraderie, what do you think was, like, instrumental to our success last year? Or your success? Like I mentioned, you were the, the, the scoring leader in the league. Uh, I think it was all about the preparation. Mm. Um, now, obviously, the league was pushed back know by a month or something like that and there's just a lot of unknowns um, and we couldn't get into LA and the, you know it was a like for as players like I'm the coaches still make fun of me because I always want to know answers I want I ask questions all the time because I want clarity yeah. and they couldn't give us clarity all the time like coming into into camp I guess but taking that initiative and taking us to Maui for five weeks um, maybe from the outside, and I've said this several times, people probably think, you know, oh, here's this new team going to Maui and just having a jolly, you know, just having fun. But it was probably the hardest five weeks I've ever had in rugby training environment. Like, we had two and a half hour sessions on the field, and then we have an hour, an hour and a half gym sessions. Like, just working really, really hard. But at the same time, when we had off time, we had a lot of fun. Um, you know, we got we got to bond with as a teammates, and no better way of doing that with a few beers. So, um, in Hawaii, no in Hawaii, exactly. <laughs> and we staying literally staying on the beach. So every morning, you know, just had a clear mind. I wake up and I just walk down with my coffee and go sit on the beach. And it's just you see a few people walk by, but the waves crushing in. It was just a really good headspace to be in. Um, but then knowing that you know you'll be working hard, you know, sort of after breakfast till about lunchtime, and then you can re relax again on the beach. So. I think that preparation is really what um, put us in a, put a good foot forward for yeah. us as a team because um, you look back at the first I don't know first three four weeks of the season we were just blowing teams out yeah, because fine. we were we were super super fit uh, super powerful and you know explosive um, and then we had just a game plan that you know we were it was real basic game plan and we we're sl every week we were evolving yeah but. We all bought into it, and that gave us the foot forward. Yeah, and having that energy or whatever yeah. you want to call it makes it easier for everybody to buy in, yeah. right? Because everyone's kind of pulling in the same direction. Exactly. Awesome. Um, and then, you know, this is, this is a hard one to put your finger on, too, but if you had to pick one, maybe two, of your favorite moments just from last season, just in general, whether it's a try you scored, lifting the trophy, a joke Pongo said in the locker room, you know, anything like that. If you had one or two just moments that kind of stuck out to you. Um, oh, geez. Actually, there's probably three things that jump out at me yeah. right now. Um, I was really nervous 
in our, our game against San Diego away. Um, but that try that Ryberg scored, what he ran over um, Peterson, I think it was. Yeah. That was just like to me, still spine tingling Epic. stuff. Yeah. Um, second try was RJ's try in semi final. Um, like, that's just what you need to do as a winger, finish things. Obviously, I think Godzi is the one that um, went down the short side and, and then RJ with a little step. But, you know, that doesn't happen. We might not be lifting the trophy. And that being my third thing is lifting that trophy. Um, we all spoke the week leading up or to that or two weeks leading up to the final. No, that's the week leading up to the final. But what's our nirvanas and stuff like that. But there's no better feeling for anyone who dedicates their, I guess, their lives to rugby and training full time and than to lift up that trophy. And uh, uh, I hope a lot of the teammate, teammates who haven't obviously experienced maybe w winning something, their nirvanas was different. Um, but I hope their nirvanas change because ultimately that euphoric feeling that you get after winning is like no other. Like yeah. it's like you can win games, you know, during the season, you can have good moments, score nice tries. But there's no better feeling than lifting a trophy. So that's what it's all for, right? Yeah, that's, so what, that's what you're working towards. Yeah, so it's three moment. three things: those three, two tries, and then that um, trophy is uh, amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The, I I do the PA announcing at the Coliseum, and when RJ made that move on that guy, yeah. I was on my feet <laughs> screaming out. I mean, it, I say things fine too. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it was amazing. So that's 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 awesome. Um, so kind of shifting slightly away from rugby and more. Kind of just into your life because you know I've just been talking about you've not only played rugby all around the world but you've been with your family you've yeah. seen all these different cultures you've had a really kind of eclectic career so far. How does LA compare to these other places that you spent time? Yeah, it sounds like generally you're on board, but yeah. are there things about it that you like compared to Canada compared to you know other places you, you live? Well, I'm sitting here with a tan. So I'm still pretty happy. <laughs> That's a good start. That's a good start. Yeah. Um, oh, listen. I um, never in my wildest dreams would have thought I'd come to LA to play rugby. Um, my yeah, my pretty much my whole career has been in the UK, um, and with the UK comes weather, bad weather, sure. rain all the time. Sure. Uh, I was looking at some photos actually today on my phone uh, of the Scarlets training, and um, or they're sorry they're announcing their team for the weekend. But the way they announce it is they give a little snippet of that week's training of the player. Oh, okay. um, and it was just pouring rain, like drenched. Everyone was soaked, and I was just like laughing. To, I was smiling to myself, really. Like that is what I love: as sunshine. Yeah. Like Los Angeles. I know Los Angeles. It's got a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of things for people to do. There's a lot of concerts. There's events. All these things. For me, it's a bit different. With kids, you know, I'm not able to always go to all these awesome gigs and stuff like that. But um, you know, being able to go to the beach, going out to the pool, like pretty much every day, like we're in almost October now, well, September now, end of September, and we're still outside every day at the park, at the pool, or at the beach. Um, my kids are so happy with it. Their hair is getting blonder by the, <laughs> by the sun bleach. Um, so blonde, all right. that's sort of, you know, I can't put it further away than just w what the weather does to you as a person, being able to be active, being outside. Um, just because I have lived 11 years in the UK, where it's, you know, we actually had, I've said this to a few people that the wife and I were a couple of months ago, maybe three months ago now, we were, we were just like, what's going on? We're both exhausted. We can feel the tension in the house. Like, well, what's going on here? And we're just going to have a little think about it. And 
And we're like, you know what? Since we got here, we haven't been a single day. Not a single day have we sat in the house. We've been outside, either at the pool or at the park or at the beach or a bike ride every single day. We're like, we're exhausted. <laughs> and this is, well, I'm obviously training as well. Yeah. And I was like, yes, Jill, because in the UK, you know, I go to training, I come back and it's raining, so we stay inside. But it's a sunny day, you run outside and you do something. You've got to do something yeah. because it's sunny because you don't get... But here, tomorrow's going to be sunny again. So um, it's okay to sit inside on a sunny <laughs> day. <laughs> Take a break. You yeah, know, whereas once you'll, in a while, you'll yeah. feel so guilty doing that in the UK. Right. So... Um, yeah, since then, you know, we've like, we're like, all right, today's a chill day. We'll yeah. just take it easy. Tomorrow's going to be sunny again, or, or it's not 24 degrees today. It's 22. So we'll stay inside, you know, <laughs> there's a balance yeah. there, right? You yeah. feel, you'll find it. Yeah. Exactly. It's, uh, yeah, no, it's, um, as I tell people, I'm born and raised in LA and I tell people there's a reason why yeah. everybody wants to move here. Yeah. And I think the weather and everything yeah. you can do is, is a big part of it. Yeah. So that's, that's great. And, you know, I was going to ask about how your kids are enjoying it. So that's great. Yeah. It seems like they're, they're, they're settling in nicely. Yeah, they love it. Yeah. That's great. Um, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to maybe my favorite part of our episodes, which is the know your teammates quiz. Uh, you know, no pressure. There's a, yeah. I'm, I'm going to start with some easy ones. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll ramp up slowly. Okay. Uh, so we're going to start off nice and easy with which Giltini's player won MLR back of the year last year. Last year, last season. Oh, this. Oh, sorry. Oh, this, sorry. This, this, yes, I'm yeah, sorry. This, 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 this sorry, past I was like, that we just ended. Yes. Um, Billy. Billy, correct. Yeah. Billy Meeks, one for one. Yeah. You're a natural. Yeah. You got this. Uh, all right, getting a little bit, a little bit more uh, in depth here. Speaking of kids, mm-hmm. which Giltini's player's son is a Rubik's cube master? Really good on the Rubik's cube. Dave Dennis? Yes! Oh, I did not think you were going to get that one. That's absolutely <laughs> right. Frankie Dennis is an absolute really? legend on the Rubik's Cube. And he did challenge me while he was in the office. Yeah. And he smoked me on the Rubik's Cube. And really? I, it was a low point for me, but I, was, I, I chose to be more impressed by Frankie than He actually completes it. He, he completed one side. All right. But he did it in like I a couple of minutes. I no, I, I, I couldn't make it. I was, I was truly like, I don't know how to do this. You're smarter than me. That's amazing. Right on, Frankie. Uh, so there we go, Frankie Denno, that's right. Uh, which Giltini's player brought out the most fans to home games at the Coliseum last season? Oh, and he actually a... won by a lot. Oh, wow. I want to say RJ. It's not correct, but that's a good uh, guess. I'll say... Christian? Yes, yeah. there it is. Yeah, yeah that was your guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Roddy... Uh, Christian Rodriguez, local LA yeah. kid yeah. from Hawaiian Gardens, not too far from, yeah. from the Coliseum, and they they brought a healthy contingent oh, out every I game. Gone for that. Yeah, hey, that's all right. Hey, listen, we got other questions. Here we go. <laughs> uh, here's a really weird one. Which Giltini's player was request had the requests asked of him after our game at SoFi Stadium? A fan asked him to wipe his sweat on a t-shirt and throw it up to her in the stands. Which player had that request made to him? Ryberg. <laughs> Great guess. Not Ryberg, no. Uh, Pongo? Yes, Pongo. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I should go guess. for my gut. I, I should say, go my gut. gut. I knew it was Pongo. Trust I, your I gut. And he, by the way, he happily obliged. I watched the whole thing happen. It was, it was rad. We, Can I guess who the person is? No. <laughs> off, off the podcast. We'll, we'll talk through that, definitely. Uh, okay. Uh, we have three more. An easier one. Which Giltini's coach rode a bright orange bicycle to work every day that accommodates his four children? 
Hoyle Z. Hoyle Z, that's yeah. correct. Our, yeah. our current head coach. Dumb and Dumber. Steel Hoyle's Dumb and Dumber. That's correct. That is correct. Uh, who, okay, here we go. This is, this is the one that I've been, I've been really wanting to ask you. There was a Rugby World Cup match in 2007 between Australia and Canada. Can you name every Giltini player or staff member that was on the rosters? Not, not that played in the game, but that was on the roster teams. Yeah, so okay. Hoylesey. Hoylesey's one. Fryer. Adam Fryer. Adam Fryer, uh, GM, is two. Gitz. Gitz is three. He didn't play, but he yeah. was on the on yeah. the bench, yes. Swoop. Swoop is four. Uh, and myself. And yourself. Oh. That's right. <laughs> I was like, is he going to get that one? Is yeah. he going to remember himself? That's right. So five Giltinis in one, in one test match, which is pretty cool. And for two anyone, standing. What's that? Two standing. Two still going. Two still, <laughs> two still going. And... Uh, for those uh, those listening who have had the, the chance to meet Adam Fryer, our GM, he, he's on a, been a shaved head look since I've met him. <laughs> and the pictures of that game with him having hair yeah. really, really throw me for a loop. But, uh, and then finally, who do you back to win the Giltinis Fantasy Football League? And I will tell you, I am a member of that league. So, no, no pressure. I don't actually know who's in it, but okay. uh, the few people I know, yeah. uh, probably Roddy will probably win. Roddy, I, I don't remember if Roddy's actually is in he in it? No, I know he's a football guy though. He, yeah, he's a big okay. So guy. I'll tell you, from our guys, RJ's in it, Deno's in it, Swoop's in it. Deno has no chance. Deno's in last place, yeah. so that's good feel by you. Yeah. Swoop, uh, I said Swoop. Uh, who else is in it? A couple of trainers, a couple, a couple backroom staff, yeah. a couple Alana, Marty, a couple Ooh, of people. Marty might be good. Marty's Mar- so Marty Messer is our mm-hmm. content producer and. Mar- that's probably who I would pick, honestly. Yeah. That's, that's not yeah. a bad guess. We'll, we'll go with Marty Messer. Yeah. Shout out to Marty on the podcast. Love it. Um, all right, we're getting into lightning round. I'm just going to throw oh, questions at you. So bad at this. Oh, take your time, so, but okay. also, yeah. see what we got here. What's the best fast food chain in the world? Oh, In and Out. In and Out. Oh, good yeah. answer. Good love answer. It. I love it. I, I was a McDonald's fan, but In and Out Burgers, not their fries. See, you're, you are Their fries are guy. garbage. You know, but here's, here's the secret. What is it? you got to get animal-style fries. Yeah, I've done that. Oh, still, still not. Yeah, not, I just not don't feel there's not, there's not enough crunch in the chips. McDonald's fries are still the best. McDonald's fries yeah. are undefeated. But burgers. Yeah, not. Yeah. We'll stick with the fries and McDonald's. But great call for in and out. I love that. <laughs> nice, nice, uh, nice L.A. shout-out. Uh, who's your favorite band or, or musical artist? Oh, DJ, like, rapper, anything? I like Camp. Camp? Yeah. Nice. Just a bit of... Yeah. Chilled music. Yeah. yeah. Good vibes. Something yeah. to listen to on the beach in Hawaii when you're yeah. uh, getting ready for yeah, training, exactly. right? Uh, what's the best place to live in the world that you've been? L.A. Boom. Yeah. Boom. We're catering to the local crowd right now. I love that. I love that. Uh, I know uh, that you're a bit of a coffee drinker and you yeah. enjoy coffee. So in one sentence, how should your perfect coffee be prepared? Oh. Uh, well, double shot. Boom. And velvety mm. microphone Ooh. milk. Ooh. Flat white. I hope so, you guys heard that. Yeah. Velvety. Yeah. That's the that's the key point. Velvet here. microphone. Velvet microphone. Yeah. Flat white. Outstanding. Flat white. Okay, there you go. So any uh, aspiring baristas out there, yeah. DTH rocks up. <laughs> Better make that velvety. All right. Uh, <clears throat> all right, a couple of LA teams here. Rams or Chargers? Oh, Rams. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. Lakers or Clippers? I'm really, I'm really torn on this. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Kawhi Leonard fan, but, but oh, I gotta go Clippers. Oh, Clippers! Oh, I know. All right. Just because of Kawhi, though. But yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that is that the the Canada connection? Yeah, the Canada connection. Yeah. That's yeah. the only reason. Yeah, it's uh, a good reason. Yeah, like I'm a rap. I, 
I'm not a big basketball basketball guy, but Raptors is obviously the Canadian team, so I'd always support them. Same sure. with the Blue Jays. Sure. Um, but yeah. Clippers, I, hey, listen, right? Be confident. Yeah. I like it. Why not? We got enough Laker fans out here, you know. Clippers <laughs> are good. Uh, Australia or New Zealand? Australia. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. You spent more time in Australia than New Zealand? Or no, actually, more. more other, other way. Yeah, other way around. I think. Yeah. Just prefer Australia. Yeah. 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 I yeah. So. Right on. Uh, BC or Ontario? Oh, BC. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, South Africa or Canada? That's the hard one. <laughs> that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a real one. I'll, I will allow a both answer for that yeah, one because no. that one's tricky. Yeah, no, both. Both. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, you are famous among the team for ordering in various treats and deli, like South African kind of deli oh, yeah. treats. What's your favorite South African treat or, or yeah. food item? Um, yeah, so obviously I ordered in. Brew, it's Bruce Biltong as a company from from here from LA. So, uh-huh. but uh, Druvos is my favorite. It's okay. like the the dried sausage, uh, I guess cured meat yeah. that you get here. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it's great. It's better, way better than beef jerky, I think. Uh, people should try it. I, I, I tried a yeah. little bit. And as yeah. an American person who likes beef jerky, yeah. I can say it's delicious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really quite good. Uh, okay, who was the toughest player that you faced in MLR this year? Um. Probably the hooker from uh, Utah, mm-hmm. just strength and how strong he was in, in his carries and stuff. Um, well, I obviously didn't play directly against sure. him, but <laughs> I just, you know, the way he tackled, the way he carried, I was really impressed by, yeah. by him. Yeah. yeah. Lolo, yeah you're like, I'm going to be on the, yeah. be on the wing. I'm good out here. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to deal with any of those, any of those hookers. Uh, who is the best rugby player of all time? Um, Jeepers. Yeah. Just a nice, easy one for you. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. Well, I, you probably can't go... I'm going to be a bit biased, I guess, with Gitz. Yeah. Um, you know, I think what he's done in his career, and I'm not, you know, I'm not kissing his backside <laughs> here, but um, I'm lucky enough now to obviously played with him, and it's amazing just what you can learn from him. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I guess the combination of him and Soup together really was... Um, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, pretty special to have yeah. both of them in the mix. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then finally, you were uh, famous again for, for your various hairstyles throughout the season. <laughs> you you had you had a pink, uh, I believe, for our pride game. Yeah. You had a more of a shave look. You had the off to the <laughs> side. What's your favorite hairstyle? Which, which what was your favorite look from this past season? No, I, I enjoyed the bleach, just yeah. the straight bleach. Um, but I think it's just kind of sort of a a good time as well. I need to probably. Get a bit of a account going if I should keep this going next season. Yeah. Yeah, keep the hair styles going, and I need a few ideas for okay. it. Okay, well. that, so. fe- that feels like an Instagram yeah, to me. Yeah. Like you know, that's an easy thing yeah. to, to might as well out. keep yeah. it going. I still have the hair, so I might as well use it. So. <laughs> and when I'm done, I'll just cool. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm done, I'll just shave it again. So. Boom. Perfect. Just like yeah. uh, just like Adam Fryer, you know, yeah. just shave shave the, shave the head when when, it, when you get to the end. Yeah. Uh, awesome. And then finally, you know, I like to end all these episodes just with. You kind of alluded to this, but kind of just like what the sport means to you, and like and, and what, what what it's meant to you in your life, and, and your kids, and, and younger people getting into the sport. You know, what, what does it mean for you? Yeah, rugby is is sort of that's my life. Like I um, grew up in South Africa, started playing rugby when I was like four or five years old. Like we like to say, almost you're born with the rugby ball in hand. Um, first words I said was ball. Like you know, so like it was just ingrained in my 
my life in South Africa. Yeah. But the opportunities it's given me um, is just amazing. That's why, you know, at my age, I'm 35, I'm still playing. I don't want to give it up. I know you only have one opportunity to be a player and then you become a fan. Um, now, I'm a fan, obviously, I am still a fan of rugby now, but. Um, the thrill I get from playing with my teammates, the camaraderie, the friendships you build across the world, um, and the th stuff I get to teach my kids, the world, the life experiences my kids are getting through living in Scotland, living in Wales, England. You know, I know they're a bit young to remember those things, but there is actually little friendships that they build up and down the line, you know, you know, when they go to university, they might want to go back to where they were born, you know, mm -hmm. my kids were born, one in Scotland, one in Wales, one in England, <laughs> and they, they're very proud of it. Yeah. So, um, like my boy always wants to cheer for, um, for Wales when they play, and daughter Scott for Scotland, and then the baby, she always wants to cheer for England. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, but I'm cheering for the other team. Yeah, and my right. boy's like, but why don't you never cheer for Harlow's team? And I'm like, well, uh, just, it's because it's England. But That's right. <laughs> um, no, the, the, the opportunities that I've just been given through rugby is just, you know, I can't pay it back. So I love the sport, and I will forever do it. You know, and I'll forever be in debt to to rugby. But um, yeah, it's just the way of life is, is for me is rugby. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know what my future will be after rugby. Um, I've got a, you know I've got my firefighting plan plans, but I you know I will probably will never step away from rugby completely. Yeah. You're a lifer, that's what yeah. I have to say in the yeah. U.S. You're a lifer. Yeah. Well, DTH, this has been really awesome, man. I really, really appreciate you taking the time, and we're really looking forward to next year and getting you fully, fully fit and back, back yeah. out on the pitch and, uh, and going to get another championship.